Bibles tonight to the book of Galatians, chapter 2. Galatians, chapter 2. And let's read it, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Let's look to the Lord again in prayer. Father, as we take these few moments to open your word, we pray that you will open our hearts, that we might receive it and apply it to our own lives. We thank you for these meetings that we have, and we thank you for the faithfulness of your people uh, to attend the meetings. We pray for those who are laid aside and can't make it, and those who might be watching on Sermon Audio just Speak to, uh, speak to our hearts t- tonight and give us that which we are in need of. Uh, and we ask and pray these things in our Savior's name. Amen. The title of the message is The Crucified Life with Christ. And the Bible teaches us that we love him because he first loved us. And there is a paradox to the Christian life. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 10, herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. And... The word propitiation appears three times in the Bible. Uh, The definition of propitiation is it's it's an atonement. It's an atonement. Or it can, well, actually, in in the first place it appears, Romans 3.25, it says, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. And there it means an atonement. And then in the second place that it appears is in Second John, uh, I mean First John chapter two and verse two. And he is the propitiation, again, uh, an, uh, meaning our, he's our atoning victim for our sins, and not for our sins only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And the third place that it appears, uh, I will get to it someplace in the message. I think it was First John chapter four and verse nineteen, uh, stating, or First John chapter four verse ten. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Of uh, the. Uh, The atonement for our sins, for the sins of all mankind, uh, it's it's through the faith in his blood 
It says in Romans chapter 3 and verse 25, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. And then in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 2, we read, and he is the propitiation. Again, the meaning our atoning victim. He is the propitiation for our sins and not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. And that's, that's, uh, that's that last few words there. It says that he is the propitiation for our sins and not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. And the Calvinists make a serious mistake, which is that which is uh, they they say that Christ's blood was shed only for the elect, and not the non-elect. And that's not that's not true. You have to really twist some scriptures around to come even to come up with something like that. In, in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 2, again, he says that Christ is the propitiation, that he's our atoning victim, and not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. And the Calvinists, they twist, they've got twisted theology in their minds. And, and the error that Christ's blood was shed only for the elect, but not for but but not for the non-elect. That's just not true. And in uh, if you'll turn to Second Corinthians chapter five, Second Corinthians chapter five, and we want to read beginning in verse eighteen. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation." Now then, we are ambassadors, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. And then in verse 21, for he hath made him, God has made Christ, to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And I think we mentioned also 1 John 4.10. Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. We loved ourselves before we genuinely came to a saving faith in Christ. We loved ourselves. That's the nature of man. 
But herein is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. But again, it says in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, Paul said, I am crucified. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It, it's, that's, a, that's a critical, important doctrine to lay hold on to any child of God. It, it, can, it can set us Set us free. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And it, it says in John chapter 14 and verse 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. So keeping God's commandments, that's the true test of whether we love him or not. If we're sort of half-heartedly keeping his commandments, if we at times are ignoring his commandments, that reveals some flaws in the heart of a Christian. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And he said, I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. The flesh of every human being on earth, along with the, the, the corrupt nature of man, his, uh, his bent towards sin, it was passed down from Adam. And the work of God is to restore us and when a sinner turns from his sin and he places his faith and trust in God, uh, a miracle takes place. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 24 said, They that are Christ have crucified the flesh and the affections thereof. That ought to be a memory verse that Maybe we occasionally, God speaks to us through one, and we just maybe write it down and put it somewhere where we can see it. They that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust thereof. Now, in Galatians, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 19, We, we read, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, which means wantonness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, which means jealousy, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, 
revelings, which is like rioting, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I've told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And I would like for you to turn uh, back to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 55. You know, living the Christian life in one sense is, is not hard to do. It only takes a, a heart that's right before God. In Isaiah 55 and verse 6, we read, Seek ye the Lord. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. That verse implies that when, it, when, when, it, when the scripture says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, that implies that there are times when he can't be found. We can't find the Lord. Lost people and even believers sometimes, if they've, if they've gone out into a life of sin or if... Or, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. That implies that there are times when he is not near. That implies that there are times when he can't be found. And he goes on to say, let the wicked, uh, verse 7, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Why? Because the heavens, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You know, if, if we're going to live and make our lives count for Christ, we have to live under the shadow of the cross. We have to live the crucified life. And... We get that crucified life from many sources. We get it from surrendering to Christ for salvation. We get it from, uh, from attending church, being faithful to attend church, studying our Bibles, witnessing to people. There's just so many things. But the, but the Lord says, seek, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. And the Lord in, 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 in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, ask, and it shall be given you. How about that for, uh, how about that for a, a good verse to start your day out with? The God of heaven 
the eternal God. He says to you and to me, ask and it shall be given. He says, seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. It's, it's incumbent upon us as believers to take God at his word. He's not trying to trick us. He's not trying to get us off of anything. He, he, he's the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ. And when he says to you, ask and it shall be given you, he, he means that. When he says, seek and ye shall find, he means that. When he says, knock, and it shall be opened unto you, he means that. Now, that doesn't mean that he does everything on our time. Our time is not that important. God's time is what's, what's really important. And we need to live our lives. In the, in, if we're living in the shadow of the cross, we want to live it on his time. He says, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And then in Psalm 119, the psalmist said, teach me, O Lord. I bet, I bet, God's heart is moved when he hears a child of his in, in just total sincerity say, teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. He says in Psalm 119 and verse 34, give me understanding. I don't know about you, but I can use some understanding every day that I get up and go out and do what the Lord's given me to do. He says, give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. That's what we need. We need understanding to be able to keep his law. Give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. He says, make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. He says, incline my heart unto thy testimonies. And not to covetousness. Covetousness is, is a sin that in some way, fashion, or form, we all do that at times. And it can come in all kinds of forms. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. 
And then there's a verse in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 29, verse 13. And ye shall seek me. That's a good thing. Seek the Lord. We should do that every day. We should begin our day like that. And throughout the day. We should seek the Lord. He said, you shall seek me and find me. Hey, that's sounding even better. Not only am I seeking him, I'm, I'm finding him. He says, but he's not finished. He says, you shall seek me and find me, find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Nothing between my Savior and me. When you seek for me with all of your heart. We're in many ways creatures of half-heartedness. You know, the, the, uh, the, the verse that we started off with, I, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the psalmist said in Psalm chapter 9 and verse 10, And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. You don't have to be a giant of the faith. You just need to be a humble Christian in whatever stage of life the God has you, and you just need to, to seek him. In Romans, uh, the, the crucified life is, is, is just seeking God with all of our heart. The crucified life, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I am crucified, but I'm living. Yet not I, but Christ is living in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself. I am crucified with Christ. What will the crucified life with Christ be like? Well, one thing it'll be like is in the Bible where we read in Romans chapter 15, we're talking about the crucified life, Christ living in me. What, what, what will it be like? Well, one thing, the Bible says, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. That's the crucified life. Like Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. The crucified life, with, if, if Christ is living in, in me and you, 
He says, let every one of us please his neighbor to his good edification. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as it is written, the reproaches of him, of them that reproached thee, fell on me. If we're living the crucified life of Christ living in us, then like Joshua of old, he told the people only be strong. Be strong in the Lord. Be very courageous that thou mayest observe to do all the law. He said the book of this, the, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate. You know, meditate therein day and night. That's when you turn the television off. You turn your phone off if, if, you, if you get a lot of calls. Because you're, you're not, you're not going to do... You're going to... You're going to meditate. We all need that. We need to be filled with God's word. He said that thou mayest observe to do all that is written therein. That's God's word. That ye may observe to do all that is written therein. If God expected that of the, of the saints of old, does he not expect it for the saints of our time? Sure he does. Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. The Lord teaches every believer, every believer, we can, we can enter in into the holiest, holiest, his presence by the blood of Jesus Christ, by a new and living way. And we need to use that great privilege every single day. We can claim that anywhere, anytime. The writer in Hebrews said, Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way. God has made a new way for you, for me. He's made a new way. He's made a living way. A new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. God has done amazing things to this church age. He says in Ephesians that Whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Which in other ages 
was not known unto the sons of men. But now it, it's revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles should be made fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of the promise in Christ by the gospel. You know, when you, when, when you just sort of do a, uh, a, a bird's eye review of the past and you come up to where we are, that was not known until God revealed it. At the time of um, the crucifixion of the Lord on the cross, the Bible says that, that there, was a, there was an earthquake and, and the veil in the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. The earth did quake and the, and the rocks rent. And the veil of the temple in the Holy of Holies was ripped or torn right in two. And, he, and that was the reason that happened is so that Every child of God has a way to go right into the holiest now. It's not like the high priest once a year. What a privilege God has given to you and to me. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way. The graves were opened. When the veil was rent. Saints that were, had, were in sleep, were, had slept came out. After his resurrection. They went into the city and appeared to many. Christ liveth in me. Hebrews says that now that we have this high priest, this high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart. We have full assurance of faith. And he says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. To hold fast, it means to keep in memory, to retain it. Don't let it kind of ease over, you know, and let other things come in and in, in, in take the place of that. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he that is faithful, for, for he is faithful that promised. We all have obligations to do the Lord Jesus Christ he did too he had obligations in, until he started on his uh, earthly ministry he knows exactly what it means to live 
and have to minister to people and do the things that God has put us before us to do. He, he, he did it himself. So let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. And now the just shall live by faith. Christ liveth in me. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. I'm supposed to be dead. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. In Hebrews 10, 24, he says, let us consider one another. That word consider, it, it means to, to exercise our minds in thinking about one another. Not just thinking about me, me, me. Let us consider one another. That means to exercise your mind in thinking about one another. To provoke unto love and good works. To provoke, it means to sharpen alongside of. Christ liveth in me. And he says, thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. That's the crucified life. That's, that's the beginnings of it. We've only touched on it. But, but again, Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. You're crucified? That means you're, you're dead? Well, yes, it does mean I'm dead. I'm living a crucified life. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is not rocket science. This is just humbling our hearts and getting down in that place of life where, where Christ is Christ is first in everything. Let's close in prayer. Our Father, we thank you for your precious word. Uh, it is just an unspeakable book. And it is a powerful book. Very powerful. And we can come to it and be encouraged. We can come to it and be convicted in those areas of life that we need conviction. And we just pray that you'll help us, Lord, day by day to pick up the Bible often, to hide it in our hearts, and to be your humble servants. And we pray and ask these things in our Savior's name. Amen.